Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Okay Then Anissa and today I'm joined by the lovely Shrina. Hey! <laughs> and um, Shrina is someone I went to school with and was a few years older than me and uh, Shrina I don't think I've seen you since you were like you've left school to be, to be honest which was what year was that? It was like 2010. Talk about yep. outing my age on the get-go. A few years. I think it's about two years, but <laughs> that's okay. Oh, my bad. Okay, so um, it's been 10 years, but it's fine. Wow. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've both blossomed. Both I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Especially we... within 10 years. Yeah, I actually, that's really weird. But um, I feel like our friendship developed via Twitter. Yeah, and it's maintained via Instagram. But I I think the most crazy thing about it is that you can actually maintain relationships without having to see someone. And considering that we probably live 10 minutes away from each other, um, <laughs> and somehow fun. still managed to jump on a podcast today is actually quite crazy. And uh, yeah, I would say the world is small, but West Brom is pretty small. <laughs> it is small, but like I said earlier, like... I have someone that lives like 10 doors away from me and has never seen me in my life. Like, (laughs) I feel like West Brom is a lot bigger than what we think it is at the same time. But um, yeah. Um, So thank you for joining us today. And um, I thought you would be a very good person for this topic because you probably find it relatable in different aspects. And obviously I like your insight on things. So today I actually, actually... I want to test something. I want you to introduce yourself. I want to see what you say at your introduction. So, Trina, give like a, a little summary of you and introduce yourself to everyone. Sure. So, um, hey, everyone, I'm Trina. I'm not sure if I'm going to give my second name away, just for data protection purposes, GDPR. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm Trina. I'm, I met Anita in school. So we both went to school in Wensbury. So if you'd like to say I'm sort of a, a local around here, around the Samwell area. Um, I'm... <laughs> ain't it um, but yeah to be honest I did used to have a really thick black country accent um, but I'm 26 um, and yeah I'm from West Brom and yeah I mean what, what more do you want me to say um, I work for a professional services firm and yeah I'm a British Indian which is my identity um, if you can probably tell from my name as well. Uh, but yeah, what what else would you like me to say, Anissa? That's that's the thing. I don't know what the, so, the viewers want. What do the listeners want from me? So <laughs> when I first did my trailer for this podcast, I literally, the only thing I had to my name that I could talk about was, I'm 24 and I am a pharmacist and nothing else would come to me because I was just like, I don't know what else defines me that is interesting. So it's interesting that you mentioned like where you went to school or like what part, like where your like your ends and you know your job. Uh, obviously, like I said, job as well. But um, yeah, so I was basically listening to other people introduce themselves, and they'd mention like what university they went to, or you know, <clears throat> like if they went to Cambridge or University of Birmingham or something. Like I would never be like oh, hi, I'm Anissa, and I'm an Aston graduate. Like, that's how weird that would be. Like, we were like, okay, you know, cool. Like, is it is this because 
Aston isn't as prestigious as other universities. Do I feel is that why, or is it because Aston doesn't contribute to my identity, or like it's all of these things? And I feel like um, I oh someone else wrote that they were the ex president of some students union, and I was president of student union of my college. But I would never bring that up because I'm like, okay, do you know what I mean? It's like back in the day, it's like my history is my past. Well, exactly. Um... <laughs> like, is it? Is, is this like relevant like is this going to change like obviously we all have our experiences like I'm not going to be like hi I'm Anissa I went to school in a low socioeconomic demographic area or yeah. you know I, I went to university because I was like one of 10 people my year but like what what is it that makes us us and how do we give a summary to other people and it's interesting that you said that you're a British Indian because obviously for me, being Bangladeshi was like a very key part of my identity. But even then, I rarely like bring it up. Yeah, I like, do know what you mean. I think firstly, um, your introduction, firstly, and I think the biggest thing about your introduction depends on who your audience is. Yeah. So like, it's funny that you mentioned school and stuff, because because you're a NISA and, you know, we've had that conversation before we jumped onto the podcast. We had that conversation of school. So I felt like it was good to build that connection from the get-go. But yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think in a professional um, arena, I would never necessarily bring up that I went to (laughs) Waldensborough um because there's probably something that that they would not be interested in on the get-go right you've you like it's like your elevator pitch you've got that one minute to impress someone you've got that one minute to really just but if you had someone that went to a fancy private school on the other hand they would bring that up I mean if you went to Eton you would tell people you went to Eton right (laughs) I mean it depends though how much you value that as part Mm. of your identity some people might not want to associate themselves with school. You know, you might have your own startup business. That would be your your thing, right? You would probably, you wouldn't mention your, something in your past. You would mention something that's more relevant, yeah. more present. Um, and maybe things that you had mentioned that is that you don't change. Like, I, I don't think I could change the fact that I'm a British Indian, right? So <laughs> maybe that's why I mentioned it. You know, I mentioned that I was 26. I would love to go back and change that. But we know I mean, that's 26, not going to happen. 26 is still relatively, <laughs> like... A confused like that was the whole point of doing this podcast was how confusing being 20 is like like I, like we, you was talking about people in your year group that are married and having kids like that was the same for me or oh, to be fair that was the same for us when we were even at school kind of thing but like it's yeah. it's quite confusing because I guess if someone was a mom they'd be like oh I'm a mom and I've got three kids because their three kids would probably be of value to them I'd hope <laughs> we weren't mentioned but like yeah I've got three kids but like um I'm just thinking like if you like you said about the startup business I think that's probably why I was struggling is because apart from my work which is a pharmacist I probably didn't have anything else that was worth mentioning like oh yeah I take photos for Instagram (laughs) but I mean if you met with somebody who from the get-go you knew was interested in photographs or photography you would mention that I, I genuinely think you would and it's something that you would do um without thinking about you'd be like oh you know I'm Anissa I also love to take or photos actually, yeah right? like the foodie the um, whole the fact that I have a lot and I'd probably bring yeah. up like oh I've, I've basically done Hall of Lady Poor Old or whatever but um, 
true. That's actually very true. So if I told you that my viewers were between the age of, weirdly, 18 and 35, would that change anything? Yeah, I would probably say, I, you know, I love Stranger Things on Netflix. I think I would definitely try and mention something um, gen- general, right, that everybody can sort of relate to. Like, oh, yeah, like, I love watching Netflix as well. Like, you know, I'm also rinsing every show because of the global <laughs> pandemic. Um, so you would definitely mention something relevant, right? And again, I think it definitely comes back down to that elevator pitch and that, it depends on who your audience is. Like that is where your identity sort of forms itself. Like your identity doesn't change, but your um when you voice what your identity is, it is yeah. based on the audience. I I, I definitely think, say it works. Yeah. So do you um, know um this links into like the whole social media podcast that I did before, but like you know the bit that you do about your bio. Like so, if yeah. you wrote your bio, what what would your ideal bio be? Oh, this is interesting. I So, for example, I'm trying to think of Instagram. Um, so I'd probably have on there 26 and that, you know, the really long dash um, to separate what I'm talking about, yeah. if you know what I'm talking about. Um, but I would probably definitely put on there stuff like foodie, um, as I love food. I probably don't take as many pictures as you because I'm too impatient and I really like to just scoff my You have to get out with me. Okay, we're going to break um, our 10-year acquaintance. And then I'm going to make you eat out with me and I'm going to make you wait until I get the perfect photo. Watch, this is going to happen. It's going to be like a new new thing. I mean, if this podcast doesn't make us meet, then I'm not sure what will. Um, but yeah, I would probably put on there, again, like a reflection of Instagram, like, you know, because obviously it's a photo platform. Like it is a platform where you, you upload photos. So I definitely put something like love to capture moments or love, to travel like obviously you have me on Instagram I feel like you always be socialized because I feel like you always have some sort of social kind of party to go to and you're always dressed up and you're just like always just you just style so nicely yeah insta fashionista no I agree (laughs) oh my god right but I would also put on that Indian (laughs) yeah right right write my bio please like oh mine would be just be like endless photos and throwbacks when no one knows where she actually is literally that would be the dream um but yeah going back to it I think I definitely put so you mentioned before I I would definitely put Indian I don't know why I've always done that whenever I put a bio on anything I would put Indian and I'm not sure why I I don't know what I have made sure that I've never been the girl that puts the Bangladesh flag in her bio I never why I need to and it's quite obvious that I'm Bangladeshi to be fair on my profile but like I never understood why people did it but yeah just in case yeah. someone thought you were Bengali would go to your Instagram profile and find out you're Indian yeah literally it's on private though so no one would ever know but I suppose my name really does give it away and probably the color of my skin on the first instance but what's quite interesting I think is that you know like even in school, like, I would never openly say, oh, I'm Indian, I'm a British Indian. Like, I would I would never come out with it. I would just, I would never. And it was only until, like, sixth form I started really thinking about who I was. Wow, the revelation. Um, which is quite interesting. Actually, yeah. to be fair, though, <laughs> that happened to me at college. So I think the thing with that was at school, there wasn't a lot of 
people that we could relate to like we were ethnic minorities at the end of the day and um yeah. I'm not too sure about your sixth form but like my sixth form actually yeah you mentioned um was that you find a lot of people that are alike to your own ethnicity so I found a lot of Bengali girls or just a lot of Muslim people and I feel like you start comparing yourself and them where they've been brought up in an area where uh, they weren't the ethnic minority so they're a lot more comfortable yeah. in their culture and how they practice things and for and then whereas we were like at school and we were just like I don't know about you but I was called a white Asian basically amongst my friends so oh. for me <laughs> to be that white coconut Asian to be like introduced to this whole like like thing and I think that's when it clicked for me and that's when I was just like oh my god and then that's the whole like when I went to Bangladesh and I was like oh my god this is me this is like part of who I am in my yeah. history so I, d- I, I don't know if you had like a similar kind of revelation yeah 100% I remember I joined sixth form and again like we were ethnic minorities in our high school um but then yeah when I when I got to sixth form I realized I wasn't um and there was a lot more people like me so really felt like it reinforced my identity of who I was because I started to actually get to know my culture more from that friend perspective rather than the family life um and I don't know, I, like, I can't speak for anyone, but as my parents were born here in England, I felt like that that identity that we had had been diluted a little bit. It wasn't the same that my parents would have got from obviously my grandparents. Um, and then obviously having friends that went through, like, you know, obviously having their parents come from India and having their identity probably a little bit stronger yeah. than what mine was. I definitely felt like it was a lot more reinforced and you feel more comfortable in your skin and you know like I won't lie like it I definitely like <laughs> like again I remember speaking Punjabi for the first time I just said it like yeah, again Punjabi I'll say it properly um for the first time in sixth form and people were like what are you talking about like that you're oh not saying it right and then I was like oh my god no it was like you know like the biggest nightmare yeah. that you could have um but, but yeah I'm, I'm definitely like I started taking more interest in that and not only that like again like you just said about your Bangladesh trip like when I went to India as well, like it, you know, visiting loads of different Godwari, um, really helped to reinforce that actually I'm I'm more than Indian, I'm a Sikh. Like and you you begin to like slowly build up your new identity. I would say new identity, but one that you're actually more comfortable with saying because you know a lot more about it, you're more comfortable about it, you've got loads of people around you who are also like that. Do you yeah, know where I'm, I think, where I'm coming from? Um... Number one, when you actually went to India, you went on your own. For me, I was, mine was very yeah. <laughs> skewed about like spending time with family and you know doing family kind of events. And like I would, I was rarely on my own for like whatever safety issues. So I rate, I always rated you from when you went to India on your own. Um, but like in terms of like the whole faith thing as well, because it like reinforced like how important being Sikh was to you. For me, was at six on that's when I started wearing my hijab as well and. That's when I started yeah. wearing, feeling comfortable with the idea of me wearing that headscarf because you're surrounded by people that, you know, look the way like it's and I think this also plays into the whole social media and media in general where you see people that look like you and you feel more comfortable. And actually, when I even went to Turkey, mm. uh, completely irrelevant to anything to do with me in that sense. The only thing I share with it is like being Muslim, but like the way that girls dress there in mm. their headscarves and their modest clothing and stuff like me going out fully clothed would never like I never thought twice about it I felt fashionable and stuff but like 
even today in this heat yeah. I wore like a really like loose fitted um cotton shirt and like loose trousers but I was still covered up more than other people and I was just like I, I could tell that I felt a little bit uncomfortable by being that person that was covered up like I think we yeah. sometimes underplay for kids like another thing that I also think about is like if we moved away to a complete area where you're the only one that's like you're you're the only brown kid in that area it's quite easy to feel isolated if you don't see anyone that looks like you so I yeah I feel like yeah we would there's there's a difference between being that kid that's completely isolated versus us who were ethnic minorities but there were a few kids that looked like us versus being the ethnic majority where like you know they they speak their language frequently with their friends like that was something that was weird for me is especially when I got to uni was like how openly people speak their second language with each other and for me I just about say a sentence to be honest I'm like oh you know I, I stutter really badly kind of thing yeah I know what you mean but I think that's the beauty of growth as well is that you you become more comfortable with those things and I I feel like as a kid like again like I was almost ashamed of that that you know that mother tongue that realistically um we should never be ashamed about because you want to fit in to where you are like you don't want to be seen as the the odd one out you don't want to be seen as you know like the anomaly like you know as you're saying with your hijab as well like I remember I I um I spent a summer with my cousins and I got really into Sikhism and this was probably in year I probably like year eight it was really young and I I tied a batka which is basically um like a material that you um tie yeah. to cover your hair so you cover your head and that obviously my hair was in a bun so I covered my bun as well and I went to school with it I remember this vividly I went to school with it with my batka on and somebody said terminator yeah. and that that destroyed me that absolutely destroyed me and I just thought wow and you know this was from someone else who was Asian which is probably the most shocking thing ever um but probably not at the same time um and then I remember got called a few names and then the next day I didn't wear it and you know I still have that cloth that material that bot got with me today and it it does remind me that you know it's it's hard right like you know trying to find yourself especially in school and you know maybe now if I did it it wouldn't be much of an issue because again like your friends change the people that you know change your view against the world changes so a little bit um, with the whole like um so being at school it, it's hard and obviously I felt like schools didn't do anything to kind of combat being inclusive like the curriculum like yeah. even like we were talking about history but history didn't even have black people there was only Mary Seacole and that was it and there was an argument about taking her out of the curriculum because apparently was she actually relevant was the the argument and you know even like with religions and I remember the year below me um we studied Christianity and Islam um but I I don't remember doing Hinduism or Sikhism maybe vaguely but I not to a depth where like I understand it and the year below me I think they were doing Christianity and Islam as well but then a lot of the parents complained about learning about Islam and um, they changed it to Buddhism so it was just like the whole they didn't stand their ground just because a few parents like and now we're in a situation where we're a very diverse um, country and um, what's actually weird is um, I speak to a few people in the year below me and 
um they will message me about stuff related to islam it's it's really weird is like how many non-muslims are now more open to learning about islam even though at school they made it difficult for me to be muslim does that if that makes sense but like it's like they've they've grown up and they've matured and they've realized oh you know they're they're going to be work their colleagues are going to be muslim you know their neighbors are going to be muslim and for some of them their partners have ended up being muslim like it's actually beautiful in its own way to see how integral they are becoming but then at the same time it's just like they at one point made us feel insecure for who we are who we are um and yeah do you know what I I yeah I feel like that's quite difficult because to comment on that because te- like realistically when I was doing RE we did learn about Sikhism and again it's obviously not the view of Sikhism that you have right when you're a Sikh it's more of like that outside mm. in view but I used to appreciate that but I, I feel like yeah um coming from where you're coming from um in the sense that it was it was it was made to to be quite difficult for you I think that's quite that's quite a hard thing to like I don't know that's that's really yeah. harsh but I feel like now we as a society are more accepting and you know we also allow and you know we're here to be we're here for these open questions yeah. right um we've created more of a society where it's okay to ask somebody you know it's okay for someone to ask you why do you wear a hijab you know it's it's okay for these questions now um and back then I'm, I'm not sure if it would have been I don't know whether if somebody asked you whether you would take offense to it um yeah I think where I work now oh, yeah do you know where I'm, do you know yeah 100% because I mean? like even where I work now um it's predominantly Caucasian people and a lot of them have never spoken to a Muslim before and um if you know me I'm obviously very talkative you know obviously um, very, very bubbly and like you know I will speak to like I will kind of introduce myself to people and you know so forth but they obviously see the headscarf first and I think because they see also how friendly I am um probably about three people um that of my colleagues have mentioned you know why do you wear the headscarf but then they'll follow it by if you don't mind me asking kind of look that they don't know where I stand on how I'd feel about them asking I'm like no it's fine because if I don't explain to them then they might take a piece of information from the internet and you know kind of wrong agreed and you know I think having these opportunities to learn like even um Eid has just gone by and um one of my colleagues were like you know the whole oh what are you doing on the weekend I was like oh it's Eid and then she's like oh okay she was just like um do you just have Eid? And I was just like, oh, you know, we have to Eid, you know. And then, like, um, and I kind of went into the story about, like, the story behind Eid and, like, why we celebrate. She goes, oh, I didn't know. And, like, they end up getting a little bit more of an appreciation and, like, you kind of create a bond by being open and, you know, trying to explain that part of you. But then one thing that I've read recently, um, it was to do with the Black Lives Movement. Uh, matter black lives matter movement and it was just like you know black people shouldn't have to explain their history to people and that other people should do more to kind of learn about it on their own and I feel like it's a very interesting statement because that's what made me reflect like oh do I need to oh so basically another incident that happened at work was when I walked straight on to um award and someone who didn't know me basically didn't introduce themselves and like literally was just like can I ask you a question and I thought it was going to be like something to do with pharmacy but she was just like 
oh, um, she basically asked me a question about Islam and I was taken aback by it because there was no follow-up to that question. Like there was nothing to prepare me like to be like speaking about Islam straight away when I was like there to do a job kind of thing. And I think I can understand yeah. why people do get frustrated at times. But then at the same time, I also do think that, you know, you can either kind of laugh about it and then, you know, actually educate people or you can actually be offended by it and then nothing good. Create a negative yeah. atmosphere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like going back again, to sorry, I hate to digress again, um, but going back to your first um, statement is what is what is your identity? I honestly think your hijab is a big part of your identity. And I think that's something that you don't have to introduce, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um, and I think that's really good because I think it allows for people to identify you with Islam and then feel comfortable to ask you a question, yeah. regardless of what that question might I think, be. But I think the other thing is, is that you know what hijab means. Is that you, yeah. you have yeah. experience, like, <laughs> also like the whole like um when you were talking about um like how the head coverings in other religions kind of correlate like you you kind of understand why we wear it and you've got friends that probably that wear it kind of thing I think you know but these people do not know like and there's nothing wrong with that like obviously like I'm not going to be like we need to place Muslims in every single area so that someone can experience like Islam kind of thing but it's, yeah it, it comes back to the education piece yeah. again but and then I've it, always wondered like it. how if someone was to be like oh who's Anissa and they'd be like oh that pharmacist they're like oh which pharmacist would they go with the brown girl would they go with the girl with the headscarf would they go with the girl that's loud and talkative like I always wonder what kind of attributes they would kind of use to explain who I am and do you know what I mean like if yeah. someone said but then by saying Anissa would be automatically assume that you would be that brown girl anyway I think it just depends again on, that's biased. It depends on the other person right I mean like Anissa <laughs> yeah, could be but... the Mexican girl yeah exactly right but I'm just saying it from the point of view it, it depends on it depends on who's saying yeah. it and it depends how educated they are but it also depends on the other person as well um but again it depends on me as well now because I know the only Anissas I know are brown yeah. girls so obviously I'd look for the brown girl called Anissa True. um but yeah those those are just unconscious biases I suppose that we all have as humans um but yeah obviously that just depends on your upbringing and who your friends are and you know what you can relate to that specific name or identity or feature um but yeah I think it, it genuinely just comes back down to the education piece and that's what you were talking about at school and I, can, you, I kind of get it now do you, do you know what Sharina means like do you know what your name means I think it's um yeah I have googled it in the past <laughs> <You forgot>. um, <laughs> I literally forgot I was about to reach for my phone and like quickly google Sharina just to sound really like like I'm on it um but I think it's, it's I think it means goddess um and if I'm wrong I'm so sorry (laughs) but I do think it means goddess it has several meanings um but yeah you know the beauty is in the eye of the beholder i.e the person who named me so I'm hoping they know is that that your mom (laughs) no it's my must be oh that's cute I mean she might listen to this and she'll be like oh this kid wasted this name on her (laughs) no because I actually I'm also a firm believer that your name really is your virtue 
So um, yeah. my name actually means cherished friend. So um, I've and I love I love my name. I feel like my mom, like I feel like my name suits me, and I can't imagine me being called anything else. Like, do you ever yeah. feel like your name, like you embody your name? I don't know. I Have you never like, thought? I don't know many. I'm, I'm, no, never. I've never think too much into it. Shreena said, like, hmm, <laughs> I need to get my full name away then. I had to stop myself. But no, I ne- I've never really, um, never really thought too much into it. I know it's interesting. It's part of your identity as well, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I mean, maybe this, is, maybe this is your takeaway is to look into your name and your virtue and how you can live up to your name. I mean, if it is goddess, then I'm doing a cracking <laughs> job of that, but... Insta posts, obviously, you know, this is your new bio, basically. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna quote myself in my bio. This is my name. Well, if if our history teacher can uh, quote you, then you can quote yourself as well. Or maybe maybe oh, your quote should be. What a throwback. Maybe your quote should be is, "My history teacher quoted me." That's it. That's that's your achievement. That's your achievement. There you go. Wow, you've given me a new identity in 29 minutes. There you go. See, I, this is what happens when you have a conversation with me. You come back, like, you know, spiritually enlightened. You find out who you really are. I mean, yeah, we're going to wait another 10 years to meet now, but never mind. Yeah, you might, and then at this point, I'm going to hope that you move forward with your life and that, you know, you've uh, ex- you've actually achieved something that's worth putting on your Insta bio. <laughs> that's more than being I know, Indian. I think, I think... <laughs> We have, we've all done it. Come on now, we've well, all done it. Well, so it's interesting that you said but... about the whole um, Netflix program because um, I was thinking like on Bebo maybe or Facebook. I used to write how much I love Sherlock Holmes for some weird reason. Oh my but like God. I would never do that now. Like I would never put it on my current Insta bio. Be like, I love Sherlock. Holmes. Yeah. No. To be honest, though, I, I keep my Insta bio like I don't think I have one because I don't want people to add me. So I keep it minimal. So only my friends will add me because I'm scared of um like, you know, plagiarism when people take your pictures and then they use them somewhere else online. Oh. And I'm not looking to expand my friendship circle at the moment. Yeah. So That's true. I mean, I always like people are like, oh, obviously, like because I have a like a public platform. But then I also think. It's like I have a weird relationship about my Insta account being public and private, but I also think about my photos and I'm just like, I'm not doing anything to them, to be honest, apart from eating or posing in one place. Does that make sense? But then yeah, but I bet on your LinkedIn, you wouldn't have that. You would have um, um, you would have something like pharmacist of, you know. Oh my God, when LinkedIn kind uh, of... Oh my God. So let's go back to LinkedIn. Is um, my... Someone I work with, I saw his LinkedIn and I kind of was like a bit mean. Now I look back, it was a bit mean. I was just like, why is your LinkedIn bio written in third person? And it was written. (laughs) And I never understood it. I was just like, I was like, why are you writing that? I was like, do you know ego, like how big your ego looks by like so-and-so has achieved this, he's done this. It's a professional thing. That's what he said. And I was just like, like, what? Yeah. Is yours in third person? Yeah, but this is this is me coming back to you as your identity is based on your audience at that time as well, right? So what you would put on your Bebo bio is not is not what you would put on your LinkedIn bio. Imagine putting on your LinkedIn bio, 26 British Indian. Um 
you know you're on the wrong platform you know you like no, no well, like i mentioned before linkedin is where you find your life partner okay i'm just saying so i mean <laughs> but this is where people shoot their shot okay but like it's yours actually in third person did you get someone to write it for you i i can't remember um but I th- I think it is. It's not. It's not um, based on I. I'm not talking as in so for myself. What, as what's in the I'm... vibe that we're aiming for on LinkedIn? Maybe this is a this is going to be a series about how to get a good LinkedIn profile. Actually, like what's the? I think <laughs> I think most people write in third person. Um, most people, and you know what's going to be really hypocritical if I haven't. <laughs> um, that'd be really bad um no but I think it is in third person but it's just that professional aspect I think it's something you've always been told rather than actually knowing the real reason behind oh it, but... we're all blindly following <laughs> these weird rules of society yeah. and nobody knows why because to me like especially it's the formality it's the formal thing oh well, yeah because I don't I've always thought if I was reading someone's CV, I just wanted to get straight to the point. I don't care about the the bubble, the bubble and stuff. Like I understand. And I, when some of my friends have sent me their CVs, and I know what they're like compared to the actual CV piece of paper, I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you writing how you ex- excellently did this or how you were very well equipped and stuff like that? I was just like, no, you weren't, kind of thing. Like, I'm very cynical with these things. Yeah, but you know what I'm going to throw it back to? Do you remember in English when we were discouraged from writing I all the time and me and my, myself? Do you ever remember that? I remember doing so many exercises where you weren't allowed to say I or me or myself. So it's a bit like yeah. that, how like we were trained to do that. Well, my English kind of went down the drain. I mean, I just about can string a sentence, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and my You're just about string a sentence but made a podcast that's all right guys <laughs> no well this is exactly why I do my podcast um one of my friends she messaged me saying oh are you enjoying doing your podcast I was like yeah because when I did my blog post um and like my blog post was like something that was quite um it was a big thing that also helped towards my identity FYI um but they I kind of got scrutinized a lot about my grammar and a lot of people would message me saying, oh, fix this sentence, fix this sentence. And it kind of took away from my point. And that made it tedious. And that's why I stopped enjoying blogging, because I was just like, more people focus on the fact that I've made a mistake in a sentence. Whereas if I'm speaking, I can get away with it because of colloquialisms. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I also think for your personality as well, and here's not me um, assuming your personality type, but... You are, as we were saying before, you're a very friends person. You're a very talkative person. So I feel like a podcast suits you a lot better in the sense that your um, bubbliness and your personality comes across a lot better than it probably would. Yeah, I think I've only got, I've only got brackets mean. to kind of highlight my sarcasm in a blood in a in a what in a, <laughs> in a blog post. I was going to say a bloodcast. I was like, no, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I'm going to draw this to an end. But uh, okay. uh, I think to conclude, how would you introduce yourself now? Who am I introducing myself to? This would be the question. The same person that you were introducing yourself to begin with. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Give me five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, I'm Trina. I'm 26. 
I'm from West Bromwich, um, but I love to travel the world. Um, if you add me on Instagram, you'll get to know me a lot more better than you would on LinkedIn. Ooh, interesting. Except for you're not wishing to expand your social circle, so don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So nobody add me on Instagram. <laughs> interesting. I feel like you've now made me realise that I should introduce myself to someone blindly as I'm Anissa. I'm 20, I was going to say 26. I'm 24 years old. I'm a pharmacist and I'm British Bangladeshi. I feel like I would add British Bangladeshi yeah. to my sentences now. I didn't include it in my second one because it's already in the bio and Insta, remember? So. <laughs> you would find Well, yeah, there. they see your picture and they'll be like, yep, definitely Indian. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, thank you for joining us. This has been great. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed your time here. And, uh, I loved it. I hope to see you guys next week. And I'd also like to apologise that I missed two weeks worth, um, but life and Eid and, you know, things, pandemics happen, so... Anyways, hopefully next week we'll get a new guest. And uh, yeah, thank you. Bye. Thanks, everyone.